Welcome to the World of Koth Players Podcast, where we discuss old-school role-playing from the player's perspective. I'm Legitimate Mustard, and we're going to try something a little different on this podcast. What follows is a live-recorded playtest of a home-brewed first-edition module. We're testing the module to determine whether or not it's useful, complete, and fun before it's distributed so that others can experience old-school role-playing. Our players are distributed across multiple time zones, so we meet up using the Discord app for audio chat and private player-to-player or player-to-DM messaging. We use Roll20 for character sheets, dice rolling, and maps. If you'd like to learn more about the game setting, custom house rules, or our characters, our DM has published a ton of stuff on World Anvil. It's under The World of Koth, that's K-O-T-H. Okay. Hello, everyone. This will be a playtest of a new module in the world of Koth. I am GM Trigvi, and I have with me six players from various campaigns who are going to join me on this adventure. This will be a little different. We may, for example, redo some fights. We may go back and retcon certain decisions that are made if it, for example, results in a TPK. This is to playtest a new module, a new campaign, if you will, and hopefully it'll be fun to listen to and fun to play. So I will now turn it over to Legitimate Mustard, which is the player who will be handling the audio recording, and we'll get this started once all the players have done introductions. So just start with your your player name. We'll get to the characters in a moment. I'm Legitimate Mustard. I play Udo, the gnome fighter illusionist thief. I'm Exploding Kitten. I play Gregora, the paladin. I'm Kel Ronan. I play Davos Highgard, the cleric. I'm Cognac, and I play Rallin Aboral. She is an elf, magic user, cleric. I'm Masajadora, and I play Neris Hollyham, the chaotic fighter thief halfling. I am Cricket. I play Arya, a druid. Excellent. All right. It has been several days since you all arrived at the Crossroads Inn, although to call this place an inn would be a disservice. It is a fully functional town with fortifications, natural defenses, and a highly trained militia. Proximity to the northern borders of the kingdom and the fact that this is a main trade route has resulted in this town having significant military and economic importance to the kingdom of Vithyr. It is evident that the Highmark family has tremendous influence in this area. The loyalty they command was clear the moment you entered the outer fortifications. The family owns the inn, and it seems that they likely own the surrounding town and territory as well. How an outcast noble family could acquire such lucrative land and gain such power is a mystery. Regardless, they have been gracious hosts. Rooms and food at the Crossroads Inn were offered for free the moment Lady Highmark was informed why you were here. It is clear that she and her family fully support the royal bounty contract that you have all signed on to enforce. You now find yourself sitting in the warm, comfortable Great Hall of the Crossroads Inn. The smell of fresh cut lumber from recent renovations mixes with the taste of salty stew in the air. All of you remain surprised by the militarization of this place. Many hundreds of fighting men and women could be housed here. From what you've seen, the local garrison is substantial and the Highmark family pays for their upkeep personally. 
Tonight, both the main tavern and the side rooms are filled with men-at-arms, local commoners, and traders. You have been given a long table near the fireplace in the side room. You talk amongst yourselves in quiet voices about the contract you have all agreed to take on. Someone attempted to kill the King of Vithyr, and the nobility is screaming for justice. The assassins failed, but they did succeed in nearly killing the royal regent who came to the young boy's defense. You are about to embark on a hunt to capture and kill three would-be assassins. It was hoped that they would be caught before fleeing from the kingdom, but according to reports from the Frontier Militia, they passed the border patrols over two days ago. Many fear that the assassins will escape from kingdom justice as the trail is starting to grow cold. The services at the Crossroads Inn are free for all of you by royal decree for one night. You've also been told that you'll be provided equipment for your mission. Apprentice blacksmiths at the inn have been busy repairing gear and preparing horses for the journey north. The Silver Scales, a clerical fighting order, will escort you to within one day of the frontier militia, then double back south to return to church lands. From there, you'll proceed on foot and do what you can to find the assailants. Both the nobility and clergy want these bandits alive and will pay each of you handsomely for their capture. If you kill the assassins, you are paid less, but death is also acceptable according to the contract. Succeed in this, and it is unlikely any of you will ever have to work again. To be clear, the contract specifically states that if you return the assassins to the Inquisition in the city of Vithyr, your reward will be 8,000 gold split between all of you. Killing the assassins pays less, substantially less, but still 5,000 gold. The bodies, or at least their heads, must be returned and be recognizable to claim the reward. Either way, with this kind of money, you could all build your own inn or buy a significant amount of land. The commoners among you may even be able to bribe your way into the lower nobility. According to the contract, you're looking for three assassins. Their guilt has already been established, but as it is law, an inquisition awaits them upon capture. One is a large man who wears an eye patch and wields a massive iron crossbow. This was the weapon that nearly killed the king. He has a pockmarked face with short cropped brown hair. The other two are his bodyguards, a pair of stupid, violent, savage half-orcs. Sneaking to the kingdom is unknown, but as all of you know, it is kingdom law to kill half-orcs on sight. They are evil, disgusting creatures who only know chaotic violence. If this one-eyed assassin commands a pair of half-orcs, he must be a dangerous opponent. Since all of you were brave enough to sign on and pursue this bounty contract, the kingdom has offered you support. In the morning of your met, at the inn by the knights mentioned above, who will escort you north as detailed. It's important to also note that you've been given a coin purse with 50 gold coins each to help you buy supplies for the journey north. This is a small fortune by kingdom standards. The shops here at the Crossroads Inn also hold a writ of coin for each of you worth another 50 gold. The barmaids circle around your table like buzzards, refilling drinks and pouring more stew into empty bowls. The high marks are taking good care of you and the meal is very satisfying. The attempted assassination dominates the conversation in the tavern, along with other rumors. People are equal parts scared and excited. Some are shouting, others speak in hushed tones. 
Even sitting apart from the main hall in semi-seclusion, you cannot help but overhear conversations coming from both levels of the tavern. You all know each other as you've crossed paths before as allies. You have spent the evening catching up and being honest about why each of you is here today. Davos, you want nothing more than to bring the killers to justice. What they did was a lawless assault on kingdom authority that cannot go unanswered. You are a cleric of Vith, spiritual leader and enforcer of law in the realms. It is your duty to see this done. Gregora, it is clear that these would-be assassins are evil and represent danger to anyone in their path. They must be stopped. The holy oaths you have sworn as a paladin compel you to act. Neris, you are here looking for a fight, and this promises to be a good one. The moment you heard about this contract, you wanted in. People underestimate you because you are a halfling. They call you cute. They call you cupcake or some other silly nickname. If the assassins make this mistake, it will be their end. Udo, you think what happened was horrible and agree it must be dealt with, but the primary reason you are here is the gold. You are a gnome and not part of the human kingdom, so you don't really care about the politics behind all of this. Still, if people in this kingdom think of you as a noble hero after you vanquished the criminals, all the better. It's great to have friends. Arya, as a cleric of Frey, you worry about commoners suffering here in the northern frontier. Since the assassins have fled north, you fear it'll bring them into conflict with the locals who tend the land and provide for the kingdom. In addition, the northern territory of this kingdom is corrupted. And this is your chance to investigate the lands and the situation and see if you can make it right. Rowan, past the northern frontier is the corrupted area filled with hostile humanoids that are a threat to more than just the human kingdom. They have plagued your elven people for generations. You are here not just to help your friends and complete this contract. You have a second mission, to find out more about the nature of this humanoid threat and what it means to the elven people. As all of you stare out across the tavern, there must be a nearly a hundred people here talking, eating, drinking. Nobles and highborns tend to be up on the second level, looking out over the first floor, uh, and the commoners sit below them. Perhaps there are some among the nobles of the commoners that know something useful for your mission. All right, very long introduction. Sorry, guys and girls. I do see that I was not gender neutral there in a couple of spots. I'm going to fix that in the write-up. But anyway, that's where we are. So you're all sitting around a table. You have been eating and drinking. You are in a side room. There is a large fireplace to your left. And I am now going to move you in roll 20 to that room. Gregora, your brother is here with you. And he has been trying to convince you all evening not to take this contract. He says he knows you want to prove yourself. And he's been talking all evening about how, yes, it's important that you prove yourself as a paladin. And yes, you have the family heirloom. You have the sword given to you by your father. But he seems to... Th think that moving north and going into past the frontier in pursuit of these assassins is a fool's errand. You won't find them and you'll probably get yourself killed. Uh, GM, do we do we each have 50 gold in addition to whatever's on our character sheet? You do. So please add that to your character sheets now. And you all have a writ assigned to you 
at the shops here at the Crossroads Inn that you can spend in the morning. The shops are closed for now. So Gregor says to you, Gregora, this is your last chance, sister. I'm heading off on patrol. You can join me. You can forsake this. Just declare that such a crazy uh, killing of assassins is against your vows or something and simply come with me. Father will be upset, but you'll at least be alive. No, I must join my friends here. Right, guys? I want the quest. Gregora plans on bringing these villains to justice. I don't know why you would uh, try to bear that. You're priest of Vith, Davos. I respect you, but this is my family and this is my sister and you'll just be silent. Now, how can you respect okay. someone and tell them to be quiet? Oh, Gregor, this is your last chance. I'm off on patrol in the morning, so if you choose to do this, I won't be available to help you. Gregor, this is fine. I know... I know you're scared for me, but I'll do fine. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be west of the Crossroads Inn. They're concerned that the civilians and the commoners over there will be likely to revolt since the nobility is up in arms over the King's Temple attention assassination. So I will be there to keep the peace. If you change your mind, come find me. He shakes his head and he walks out of the room. Gosh, he's so stupid and so annoying. I is not unlike a man not to have faith in a woman, though. That's why you get to go out and prove your own. Exactly. I understand. A roasted chicken. A roasted chicken is brought to your table along with some additional ale. You're saying, Davos? Well, I can understand his fear over heading into the Badlands. It's not his place to tell Paladin what to do. Are you nervous at all? Are you, Rylan, are you nervous at all about going into the Badlands? Ah, she got a good head on her. That's a very, very lucrative opportunity for us. So is this roast chicken. Neris begins to, uh, quite frankly, dig in gleefully. It was put down right in front of you, along with some apples, and of course your stew has all been refilled. Some fresh sticky bread was also baked, and it's now on the table as well. It seems like you're getting extra attention from the Highmark family. You didn't even order this food, it was simply brought for you. You have attracted the attention of some others in the tavern. You are on the main floor, the common floor, but you do have a section all to yourself, off to the side. It's like, it's no. like being at home. If they feed you so well at home, why are you out here? not a lot of money to be made at home, is there? You're always in it for the money, aren't you? Don't you have any honor for the kingdom? 
if the kingdom pays me, then I have all the honor for the kingdom. Uh, he's held to that before, that's true. Gregor laughs at this. You see several of the commoners sort of pointing off in your direction with their, their silverware or a chicken leg or, or their food. They're whispering about the group. Uh, it's clear they're curious about you all, and it's clear that they've been made wait for their orders and for their ale in favor of you all getting service first. So you think uh, any of these folks talking about us be down to uh, help, or is it going to be everyone for ourselves? I may have information that might help, especially being so close to the Badlands. I haven't gone in there. Is I'm anyone not, here? I'm not willing to split my share with them. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> the way they be Raylan. dining so daintily, they ain't gonna make it far. Raylan, uh, you were so you were very interested in the Badlands. Do you have anything interesting, uh, anything, any knowledge to share about it, or should we ask around? Davos, I know next to nothing about the Badlands. I just need to get there and find out what is happening with the elves there. Arya, already ready to go be making more friends. Oh, as a, per- as a person of the people, as a leader of their faiths, I suppose it makes sense to send her to talk with them. So long as she doesn't bring none of the sticky bread with her. Is there any notable faces in the bar? Like I said, the bar and tavern is filled with, with, you know, many women at arms. Many commoners are here as well. There are a a few notable people that look to be dressed in perhaps finer clothing scattered among the, the common folk in here. It's mostly people from the town. That's how it seems. Soldiers who are no longer on duty here drinking meal and so forth. You would need to wander to the tavern and, and look around to find people of note to perhaps have a conversation with. Unless you simply want to talk to the common folk, which you could do as well. Are there any common folk that have been served food yet? They've all been served food. But the problem is, because you have preferential treatment, they've just simply had to wait. Is, so everyone is, here is eating and drinking. It's just you've been eating and drinking more. Is there a pitcher on the table? So there are 50, 60 tables in this tavern. It's quite large. Is there a pitcher on the table that I'm sitting at? Yes. All you right. all have filled tankers full of ale. Uh Udo grabs his tankard full of ale, he grabs one of those pitchers, and he stands up, and he looks around, and he tries to find a, a table that's got an empty spot in it. Make me a d6 roll, please. You think he's gonna try to sell that again, Arya? <laughs> he shrugs. And what was the roll? Uh, roll the six. Okay. So, there is one woman sitting alone. She's eating what looks to be uh, stew, but it's almost like it's got porridge in it. She might have ordered both porridge and stew and mixed it together. Um, but anyway, she's sitting by herself. She's looks like she's a mercenary, possibly. Hard to say. But she's simply eating and looking about the room. Eating quite quickly, actually. But what? she is the closest person to you who is 
by herself. I saunter over to her table and say, I see, uh, I see you're sitting alone. Would you like to share some of my ale? She looks up from her meal and says, Got my own, and you're very short. You ain't that short! Neris yells from the sidelines. Make me a <laughs> charisma check, Udo. So she points over to the table and grunts and is like, whatever. She doesn't seem overly interested in your company. Okay. Uh, Udo kind of glances around and tries to see if he can find another table that might be might be empty. Uh, there is. You can see there are three people sitting at a different table. They all seem to be talking in hushed tones. And these are some of the ones that were pointing over to your group, actually. There is a seat next to them where you could simply sit down or you could wander over there and introduce yourself. Well, I'm just going to plop myself down and say, hey, I've got some ale here. I'd love to share it with you. But, you know, I'm curious if uh, if you know anything about, about the Badlands. I, I we're, we're headed that way. And, well, I don't know too much, but uh, I'd, I'd really just I'd love to. I'd love to hear what you what you know if you if you if you know anything and you know if you'd like to share some mail with me I, that would be really great too. Since you've forced yourself in on their conversation without being invited, please make me a charisma reaction roll. So they seem taken back by you suddenly sitting down, and one of them looks at you and says, "What the hell are you supposed to be?" And the other two sort of snickered to themselves. It's clear they didn't expect you to come over here, and it's clear they aren't too keen on you being at their table. Well, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fighter, and uh, um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm an adventurer, and um, well, um, I'm heading to the, the Badlands, and I, I, I was just kind of hoping maybe you wanted to share some ale, you know. Gregory is the and walk over to Udin. So the tallest of the two men sitting at the table point over at Arya and say, this little thing with you? Yes. I'll move over. Yes, hello. Okay, and I heard that Gregora is also coming over as well? Mm -hmm. That is correct. The taller of the two men at the table points to an empty chair and points to both Arya and Gregora, grabs the chair from a different table, pulls pulls ones over. He says, I'd rather talk to two women than some little stout not dwarf thing well, but pointing they, over Udo. But, but but they don't they don't have any ale. I I have ale and they don't, so I I just thought, you, you know, know my... maybe you'd wanna share share some ale. I just thought, you know. My friend is making. I don't a good need point. your ale. I don't need your ale. I'm a former ship captain, and the last oh. thing I need is the, the pity of somebody else. Oh, a ship captain! Oh, you must have had some great adventures. I'd, I'd love to hear about these adventures that you've had. So, did you miss make, the former part? Make me a charisma check, just really quick. I'm going to put you at a plus two. I fail. You fail. Okay. He looks at you, and he squints at you, and he raises his hand, and he says, Former ship captain. Lost my ship. Being a captain sucks. Being a captain with no ship sucks worse. 
So now I'm looking to do land trade, and I doubt you can help me with that. So you kind of wasted my time here. Oh, well, I, uh, but, uh, oh, okay, well. S- sir, um, please, please take my, some of my friend's ale and tell us about this, this land you would like. He says, well, I'm here with Brico, and he points to his friend next to him. And, uh, I'm hoping to go work for the Clearmont family up in Ashenbrook. Uh, they've got some land up there. They've got some mines up there. A couple of them run hunting lodges for the nobles. Seems like a lucrative place to go put down some roots. Certainly safer than the sea. They had an incident up there a year ago with a bunch of mages from the city. But uh, aside from that, it's been it's been pretty calm up there. So it seems like a good place to go retire. And, and Brinko here, he knows the Clearmont family, so... Although, with all the rumors going around about the attempted assassination, I don't know, things seem unstable right now. What, what can you tell us about that? Well, the nobility are a bunch of evil pricks. I think the young king shot his own regent. I don't think there's any assassins at all. Really? And of course, Brico, Brico next to him just starts laughing. You're daft, you fool. We're actually here to go and capture the assassins. Rico says, really? Your group over there is going to go off into the Badlands. Well, and me too. And I me too. <laughs> yes, our group is going off into the Badlands to go find them. Rico leans over and says, you know, the Badlands are full of people from the north. All those cities they say were destroyed after Starfall, they weren't. The Badlands is just the Northlands. So you're heading into the Northlands, where all they want to do is kill young kingdom people just like you. It's going to be bad for you, young girl. You're better yes. off retiring that armor, putting that sword away, and just join the mining guild, or um, you know, try and try and find yourself a nice place to settle down. That's what now, we're doing. If, if if you were tasked with this uh, job, how would you go about it? The woman next to him, who hasn't said a word and has actually been sitting apart, she looks at you and says, they'd never be tasked with this. They'd never take on any kind of contract like that. Udo is trying to make sure everyone's glasses are filled. Well, hello. My name is Arya, and who, and, and you are? She looks at you, and please make me a charisma reaction roll. You can just roll a d100 if you don't have it on your sheet. I can calculate it myself. She looks at you, and her eyes meet yours for a second, and you see a sort of glimmer in her eyes, and then she immediately looks down. She has a a hood pulled over her head, and it's clear she's trying to conceal her features. And... She looks at you and says, my name is Lika. Lika Tembrook. Hello, Lika. Um, how, and how did you get uh, tangled up with these two? I was sitting here, and then they sat down. I don't know them. But I've ah. listened to them well, and they seem like cowards to me. So how would you go about this task? The two, offend, two men look offended immediately, but then... Um, it's clear that you're having a conversation with this young woman and they just sort of sneer and they get up and they both leave. 
Liga, in the meantime, says, I'm, I'm heading to uh, Frontier Farms, and I'm hoping to join the Church of Frey up there. Oh, that's wonderful. I happen to um, be quite a, a devotee of Frey. Tell me, where... where uh, uh, I, I don't know, what would I say? What sect? What... What conclave? What, 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 what? What church or, or what group? What, and when you ask that question, you? Hmm? When, you ask that, when you ask that question, she says, well, I don't know. I, I heard that rebel druids up that way have been in kingdom citizens, and I, I think it's too dangerous now to go up there. I, I'm questioning my decision, but I, I was going to see if I could join the Church of Frey up in the Frontier Farms, where I know they really need help. Do you have enough ale? That sounds. That would be a great option. She looks, but... at, you... she, she looks at you, Udo, and she says, "I, I don't drink." Uh, oh, um, man! And would you like a juice? Udo, or... make me a... Udo, make me an intelligence check, please. I failed that quite okay. spectacularly. That is a crit, crit fail, so unfortunately I can give you no more information about Lika. She seems like a total enigma to you. She's amazing. I just... She's just a, 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 a puzzle that cannot be understood, and I am fascinated by her. I ask her if she would like some juice. Uh, okay, charisma check, I guess. Neris is snickering at the table over just watching this. I, I feel pretty spectacularly once again. So she says, uh, yes, if you could maybe go to uh, the bar and, and ask them for um, some um, warm apple juice, that would be oh, wonderful. Oh, right away, right away. And he, and he runs to the bar. R- runs to the bar. Neris takes where the spot where he was sitting. Okay. Slop herself says, right in. She says to uh, to Arya, "Oh, I'm so glad he's gone. That that little man is so annoying." Yes, he yes. does his best. But as you were saying, Rowan, please make me an intelligence check. D twenty. Okay. So you are well under your intelligence, and you have detected as Lika talks that. There is a slight elven accent in her language, in the words she uses. Interesting. Are there any other spots at the table? Now that the two men have left, there definitely is. Can I go over there and say hello, but in elven? Uh, You certainly can, and when you do so, please make me a charisma reaction roll, please. D100. I click the react button. Oh, perfect. Um, The moment you do that, she stands up suddenly, and she looks at you in shock and horror, and she says, "Uh, I have to go. And she immediately proceeds to walk out of the front doors of the tavern, and she's leaving the inn. Have I I recovered a... um... Oh, go ahead. Rowan, what did you do? What did you say? So, Udo, you've asked for warm... Apple juice, 
I have. And it's taking them some time to warm it up for you. You don't notice that she left, and you're sitting there at the bar. Um, it took you a while to get noticed because you're quite short. And then once you were noticed, it takes a couple of minutes to heat up this apple juice. She clearly asked for this, knowing it would take you some time to bring it back to her. I am still very excited to get this apple juice from the bar and bring it back. Okay. In the meantime, Rowan, do you tend to, to rush after her? It's clear she did not want to talk to you, and speaking Elvin to her caused her some anxiety, and maybe even panic. Yes. Okay, she has left the inn, and she's she's basically um, moving quickly to leave um, the, the actual outer wall of the inn. You're not sure where she's going, but she's going out into the night. Okay, can I just yell after her in common? that I didn't mean her offense and just wanted to talk. Um, I'm trying to help my people, and I desperately need information if she has any. Uh, make me another charisma check, please, when you say this. I'll give you a flat roll. Under? She turns and she points her finger at you and she says, I want nothing to do with your people. They abandoned me. No one here knows that I have any elven heritage and I plan to keep it that way. Stay away from me. I won't tell anyone. And she turns and she walks away again. Okay. I'll just go back in the bar then. Um, hmm. Meanwhile, another man has sat down at the table and says, are you those people who are going to go north chasing after the assassins? Did I hear that right? There's assassins north of here and you're chasing them all? My name is, my name is Chaney. Cheney of Derbyshire. Yes, that's the plan. I want to. I want to hire you all for a mission. Mm, there's a lot we of have right now. Uh, he might outbid up. Let's hear. That. Let's hear. He's an older if man. You want um, something? You need to go speak to that man over there, Davos. Well, I heard you talking to those men, and 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 they were they were mentioning that. They thought you may be the people looking for the assassins and that you're going north. Uh, I, I need help. I'm looking for my daughter. I, again, I think you're going to have to speak to that fellow over there, Davos. Davos hears his name. Um, or maybe Gregora can help. Send him to Udo. He's good at bartering. Udo's still waiting for the apple juice. Yes, send him far from here to Udo, who is waiting for his goods. So Cheney looks at Davos, and as you come over, Davos, it's clear that Cheney is intimidated by you. You're not sure why. And he says, Church of Vith, right? Yes, we serve in, to protect Cheney, it's law right. and order um, here. Speak, speak to him. He, uh, he is, uh, he's a good man. Well, State your case. Uh, all, I, all I know is that that I, that I heard you guys are planning the greatest inquisition of all time when the assassins are captured and a, as many people as you can find who are guilty are going to burn on your pyres and I don't like the burnings. My, my daughter used to go watch them. She's she's devout, but I never liked that. I, I don't like I don't like the inquisition. There's nothing wrong with. Uh not liking suffering, but there is good and I, I don't, justice I don't know done. What to tell you, uh, 
I, I'm devoted like my daughter, but, don't like the, but but maybe maybe you can find my daughter. Your daughter is she, missing. Well, she's not missing. She eloped with some man from the Merchants Guild, and she headed north from Durbanshire. And I thought she was going to come through here, and I think she did, but nobody here has seen her. And I need to find out who this man is, and why my daughter Lisa is with this man, and and where he plans to take her. Apparently, it's up to, up to the Frontier Farms, or maybe it's to Northwatch. I just don't know. I gotta find my daughter. All right, so Cheney hears the lack of empathy coming from Davos and just stands up on the table in disgust, looks at you all and says, you're all monsters. And and he goes up the stairs and clearly he's going to his room. You notice that he's wearing pretty fine clothing. It's clear he was, he is probably quite wealthy, but at this point he wants nothing to do with any of you. Hi, we're great at making friends. Maybe we should leave the talking to Adia. The warm apple juice has finally arrived. Oh, good. Oh, good. This is... Oh, this is... She's gonna love this. Ah, what, what, what do I owe you? What do I owe you? One copper. Oh, oh, let me... Hold just a sec. I'll, I'll get... Oh, I've only got silver. Uh, can you can you break, break a silver for me? The person behind the bar nods and gives you the appropriate amount of copper in exchange for your silver. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I turn around and I run back towards the table and I get a couple steps and then I realize she's not there and I just stop. And just you Before you're able to leave the bar, someone from behind the bar shouts, Stop, little gnome. Uh, yeah, yes? And there is a woman there standing almost six feet tall. She looks like she's a person of some authority. And she takes the silver from the person behind the bar hands it to you and says your apple juice is free tonight leave the copper back with the with the bartender whatever else you need just ask one of the serving people to bring it to you oh oh well, you and all your friends thank thank you that that's very generous i i, I i'm meeting someone really quick i'm, I'm sorry I, just, I i need to i need to go over over here and he runs away. She shrugs and says, "The Church of Vith paying. The Church of Vith is paying for you all, so it's not like it's, you know, free. Someone's paying, just not you. So have what you will." Oh well, thank you, thank you so much. And he runs back towards the table, and when he realizes that she's not there anymore, he just kind of stops, just looks at the glass, just feels sad. Hello. That looks absolutely amazing. May I have a sip of that? Oh, would you? Yeah. God, just for you, yeah. I just really wanted some warm apple juice. Oh, well. Udo, who was that over cool. there? Oh, I, 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 I didn't actually uh, get their name. Uh, I, I could get it, though. Just hold, hold just a minute. And he turns around and runs back to the bar. <laughs> the... A uh, tall woman, uh, elderly woman, who was behind the bar earlier, is no longer there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he turns around and he walks back. He's kind of stomping his feet on the way back. Are all the women running away from you tonight? I I don't I I'm uh uh I need I need to just sit down. Where'd my ale go? I think it's right here. 
Oh, oh, thank you. It is. Nope, that one's mine. Oh, is there is there an empty cup? I'll just pour another one. (laughs) A woman comes over to you, and she's got two mugs of what looks to be some kind of stout ale, and she puts one down in front of you, sits on the table uh, next to where you're sitting, and says, "You, the one with the big horse." Indeed, I am. And you? I put shoes on that beast earlier. That's a magnificent animal. What's its name? Its name is... One second. I too much ale again. Yes, way too much ale. Udo is now consuming Nas, ale yep. directly from... I'm a, I'm a smith here, then... Its name is Tego. She says, I'm a smooth here at the front of Bin, and she says, Beautiful beast, I, I took good care of it. And apparently you do too. I hear you're uh, gonna meet up with the knights tomorrow? No, who told you that? We're going into the Badlands. Must have been one of the high marks. Yeah, you have an escort coming out here, because they have me making extra horseshoes and everything else, and, and some of these weird crossbow bolts, but I've been working on this stuff for the last 24 hours. It's enough, by the way. And like I said, beautiful animal. Although I think uh, your quest is kind of in vain. I'm convinced the king's already dead. I think they're all lying. Weird bolts? Weird how? Well, these ones are all metal and the tips are barbed. They're for the knights, apparently. You must have a lot of people uh, going into the Badlands, stopping at your shop. What do they generally uh, say about uh, getting ready to head up there? Or at least up to the frontier first? No one goes into the Badlands. The Badlands is death. Uh, We occasionally send stuff north to the frontier militia, but uh, they don't ask for much, and they're not well-funded, so they can't really afford much. What were you saying, Nerys? I was just wondering if your brother's going around telling fibs, making his truths his own way. Probably. He really wants me to go back home with him. I think you're up for a fight. Definitely. I'm out here to prove myself. Senna looks over at Gregora and... Udo is I... drinking ale from a pitcher. A pitcher? Okay, very good. Um, I'm going to ask you to make me a con check in a minute, but Sina looks over at Gregora and says, uh, your plate looks good, doesn't need any work, and then looks over at Rowan and says, never worked on that kind of armor before. Who made that? Looking over your armor that you're actually still wearing here in the tavern. This is elven armor. like well if it gets wrecked or it's got a couple of dents and dings and it needs some repairs i can work on it for you if you make your way back here but uh it'll cost you extra i can't i can't guarantee i can make it as pretty as your people made it yes elves are masters at plate mail but um I i might take you up on that hopefully we uh 
we don't get in, into any fights, we can solve this quickly and be on our way. She looks at you and she says, I got one piece of advice for you. Stay with the knights. And she points over at Gregora. They have horses. Horses can carry stuff. Horses can ride things down. Stick with the knights. Yes. Good luck. She, uh, she smiles and goes back over to the bar and orders a beer. Oh, we have we have beer. Had Udo, thanks for the reminder. Make me a constitution check, please. Nera slides his cup back over towards him. He passes quite well. Udo's feeling pretty good. Uh, you're a little buzzed, Udo. You've been drinking quite a bit. In fact, you feel the need to go urinate, and it takes you some time to discover where the outhouse is, since this is your first night here. Out the side door, though, back to the south wall, you see several um, stalls where you can go do your business. They're a little tall for you. It takes you some time, but Udo manages to get out, do his business, and then come back after maybe ten minutes. Oh, broke the seal. <laughs> so while Udo is gone, what are the rest uh, of you doing in the tavern? Davos is looking at for uh, anybody else who's armored, anybody who looks like they're they're ready to go to the uh, frontier farms or ready to take on challenges. Uh, wants to ask some questions. So, some of the people who were armored have left. Um, some of the people who um, look notable have been sort of driven away by the party. Um, so. What remains, for the most part, is commoners. Uh, on the second level, you have a brief conversation with a caravan guard. And go ahead and make me a charisma check, Davos. I know that first roll. Four. It's a pass. Four, so it's a pass. Um, you hear a sob story about how she's broke, and you, you pass her a few silver to get her to... Say a few, a few more things. Um, she's heard that the murder of the king was actually not from an assassin or from the Northlands. People here seem to think that several factions of nobles want the king killed. Um, and she thinks that there's going to be a civil war in the kingdom, um, which is why she's here. She's a caravan guard, and her and her family are, are, are broke. And she's hoping that the turmoil and the strife caused by the politics of Vithyr Will allow her to make a little extra money on the frontier here as a caravan guard. Although so far, she's had difficulty finding work, which is why she's here in the tavern tonight, trying to find wealthy merchants who need their wealth protected. Well, I wish you luck if you want to uphold the laws. Uh, it was good to know what you think and what the thoughts are of the common people. Who would have? Uh, who's who's been talking about uh, nobles uh, wanting the king dead? I slip her one more silver. This guy from Ashenbrook. Another um, another guy from uh, Merchants Guild. I think I don't know. Commoners talk. I mean, talk to some of the people in the bar here. Everyone's got their own ideas and their own thoughts on what's going on. The king was nearly killed. The king's probably killed. I think the boy is dead, and they're just hiding it. Certainly a possibility, I suppose. (sighs) 
Well, at this point, everyone do me a favor and make me a d20 roll and a d6 roll. One, two. Oh. Four, two. Four tw for the d20. I two don't want to talk about it. Six and six. Five and five. Alright, I'll go through you one at a time. So, Davos, you work the room trying to figure out what's going on, trying to make some friends, trying to buy people beer, and no one seems to want to have anything to do with you. At first, they seem to warm up to you, but the moment you speak and the moment you talk, they seem to become distant. Um, you did hear that the person that you spoke to behind the bar, the person that gave you your silver back, was Lady Highmark. And she actually employs assassins. And some people wonder if maybe she sent the assassins against the enemies, her enemies, and maybe even the king itself. Although she's doing so well here and she's clearly profiting within the kingdom of Bithyr. No one really understands why she'd want the king dead. But as far as assassins go, that lady apparently knows a few. But aside from that, Unfortunately, Udo, nobody really wants to spend any time with you, aside from Aria, and occasionally Gregora, although Gregora spends a lot of her time working the room as well. Aria, you talk to some of the common folk, and you don't hear much of use. Um, you do hear a rumor that some citizens of a place called the Riverlands out west and you're not sure where that is or what that is, but they were killed, and apparently the king was blamed for that by the locals, and the rumors that you've heard, the commoners here, think that the commoners in the Riverlands, or whoever represents them, paid the assassins to take a shot at the king, because obviously the king is accountable for what happens in the kingdom. So a couple of the commoners here think that other commoners took matters into their own hands and decided to put a hit out on the king. You're not sure how true that is, but um, you could be chasing commoners north, not assassins, at least according to what you've heard. I'm continuing. I'll, sh um, I'll share that with the group. Okay, very good. Neris, um, you come off very, very aggressive and very, very angry. Not meaning to, but in order to get everyone's attention, you almost have to yell. And then the sight of someone who looks more like a toddler than an adult shouting at them, you know, wearing animal skins and furs with swords and knives, it's a little off-putting and you actually terrify some of the commoners and one even runs out of the bar. Uh, you do hear that, you do hear someone, you overhear actually a conversation about how um, the Church of Vith couldn't save the King's Regent and he was near death from the poison of the crossbow bolt, and it was the Church of Koth that saved him. And that's causing some political problems within the capital. But aside from that, you haven't heard much else. Gregora, your natural charisma and general magnetism allow you to work the room. Everyone is very thrilled and very open with a knight of the silver scales now you're a junior knight and you still have to prove yourself yet but these people know you or know of you and certainly know your fighting order since the church has many lands up here they see the symbol of your fighting order all the time 
and you don't get anything specifically uh, useful or nothing that you believe, but you also hear that the plot to kill the king was either the result of a failed envoy peace conference between the coalition of free cities, which you're clearly aware of. You know all the politics of, of the kingdom and the region. You know the coalition is sometimes an enemy, most of the times somewhat hostile um, to the kingdom. There's a bit of a cold war happening between the kingdom of Vithyr and the coalition of free cities. And a lot of the commoners here think that the result of a failed envoy um, peace conference which didn't result in war, but resulted in several border skirmishes, um, could be the cause of why someone attempted to kill the king. And they also wonder if there might be more attempts at certain nobles who sponsored the efforts um, of the kingdom of Vithir to assault some territory inside of coalition of free cities lands. But aside from that, aside from the kingdom politics, which everyone seems very keen to discuss with you, hoping for some additional inside information, and you are careful to give them none, that's all you really hear. Rowan, as an elf, people here just don't trust you. But for some reason, you do manage to actually um, talk to some of the more noble people up above on the second floor. Um, you hear probably only one rumor of any note, and this is from a rich uh, local um, farmer, actually. He's a patron of a farming family um, who has significant land holdings uh, north of a place called Northbridge. You're not familiar with where that is, but it's clear this person was quite, quite wealthy, and he is convinced, and this is why he's here, that the Frontier Militia has been wiped out and you recall, you're going to meet with them because they may have information on where the assassins are. He thinks they've been wiped out, and as a result, parties of uh, humanoids have been raiding into the Shires deep from within uh, the Badlands. And he says there's some new warrior in the Badlands who's uniting all of these warring tribes and sending them into the kingdom, causing all kinds of havoc. And he's convinced that the militia that's supposed to protect the borders of the kingdom has basically been wiped out and he's terrified for his family his property and he's hoping that the elves will send forces north which is why he spoke to you about it he wanted you to know that you know if humanoids in the badlands roll over the kingdom and they, they they fight their way through the frontier militia and they penetrate deep into kingdom lands they'll come for the elves next And Davos, as far as you're concerned, um, you don't hear much of note, um, aside from the fact that there was conflict in the Darkwood Forest recently, and a lot of people don't trust what they're hearing about the conflict in Darkwood that was over a year ago now. They've heard rumors of some necrotic disease. They've heard rumors of something stirring up enemy forces in the in the frontier and a lot of people are very very nervous a lot of commoners are very very nervous and the fact that a cleric of vith is here and clearly your group has been sent to deal with this has a lot of people reassured and that's basically all you've been able to gather throughout the evening Okay, Rollin will just sit back at the table by herself um, 
and quietly play her flute. Okay. Just an out-of-character thing for you for a second. I do have a whole set of NPC encounters designed to fill out the party if we didn't have enough players, but we do. So I'm going to bypass that. But I might want to come back to that and have you guys review that content later just to see if it made any sense. So what I'll do is I'll post this in Discord so you guys can look through some of my my notes just to make sure this would be appropriate to the scenario and something that you think would be fun to roleplay through. But for now, we're going to bypass it. Thank you. Uh, Davos sits back at the table as well, um, looking over at uh, Umbar and whispers to Umbar, uh, uh, what do you think of the... Have you heard anything about the uh, conflict at the border uh, with the coalition? How does that have anything to do with our mission? They're, the uh, some of the people here are convinced that there's a possibility they sent a, uh, people up here. I've heard a rumor of that as well. Everyone, make me a d6 roll, please. Okay, um, you are all startled as a little figure comes out from behind a pile of logs near the fireplace and says, and what mission would that be? She says this in sort of a, a deep voice, far deeper than her two and a half feet would indicate. And you see standing there in a black cloak is a little halfling. Um, she is barefoot and you can clearly see um, that her feet are dirty and she's been traveling for some time and she was concealed back there listening to your conversation you're not sure how long she's been back there but she looks over at Neris and she says Lucia and if you guys have a mission you seem like a capable crew tell me about it maybe I'd be interested in joining you all would you like some ale she looks over at you and make me a charisma check please I, I fail that quite poorly, quite badly, quite badly, in fact. Lucia stands over and stands right next to you, looking at your chin and then at your nose, looking up at your nose, because she's shorter than you are. And she's like, you're a gnome. You're an ugly gnome. Well, I... I just, yeah, I, I'll drink I'll drink some of your ale if it's not going to cost me anything. It's free, well, right? It's fr- it it, it comes drink, with the friendship. I'll drink free ale. I'll drink free ale from an ugly gnome. It comes with the friendship. I, I, uh... Aria and Gregora, you notice that Lucia is almost every bit as awkward as Udo is. And not very nice, although she did manage to conceal herself from the party and was hiding back there listening in, which has everyone a little disconcerted. Uh, here, here, uh, uh, traveler. Where do you come from? Behind the logs, didn't you see her come out? Well, you're just uh, a thousand laughs, aren't you? Uh, only about a hundred. Can't carry much more. 
Lucia points at Neris and said, I probably come from the same place this one does, although she looks at uh, Neris, looks Neris up and down and says, I'm probably more well-traveled than this one is. Dump this one and take me on it. If your mission's profitable, I'll agree to it. Are you going to the Badlands? She jumps up onto the table and sits there and goes, Well, I am if the pay is good. I hear that. Oh, oh boy. I get that. We're not dropping Neris. She says, An ugly gnome and a greedy gnome. Gnome after my own heart. Pity you weren't a halfling, little gnome. I I could be a halfling if that's what you need me to be. (laughs) That's not how it works, Udo. Make me a charisma check, Udo. She looks at you and she grimaces and she says that is the last thing I would ever need from you. As much ale? So, what would would your price be? We don't even know what it does. Yeah, you were going to say something else? And yeah, Gregora's gonna take so. first. Lucia, you'd be asking for uh, part of our wages, part of our uh, pay for this mission we'd be on. One, you don't know it, and two, we don't know your skills. She looks around the group. Other than log hiding. And she smiles and she says, I think you all know my skills. Well, hold on And now. then she points to this one and says, Dump your halfling and take on this halfling, and I'll take her share. Oh, okay. Well, if we're gonna, it, that's that's an acceptable bargain, I guess. Neris has proven herself fighting the hordes of humanoids coming out of Darkwood last year. I think that uh, she can take on anyone here, pro- probably more than you can. And you're awfully bold. I mean, we clearly have a relationship with our halfling. What makes you think that we would drop ours? And, uh, take you on. Aria, make me a charisma check. That was well said. I am wonder. Lucia looks at you and says, look around the room. She and I are the smallest people here. She and I are ignored. When you're this short in a human town, you have to be bold if you want something. Well, I just ask for it, and they give me whatever I want here. <laughs> I except for the first three people you talk to. Well, just... Gregora, did you have something you wanted to say to Lucia? No. Okay. She looks over at Gregora, and she looks over at Davos. And then she looks over at Rowan. She says... Expecting a fight? You're all wearing metal armor. This isn't a snatch and grab, is it? You guys are going in there like you're going into war. Badlands, you said? Heading into the Badlands is no joke. I don't know how far we'll have to go in. Lucia shrugs. Well, if you're going to go in clanking around with your armor and everything else, then yeah, everything's going to hear you, everything's going to find you, everything's going to fight you. If you go in there smart quiet-like scout it out or have a 
a really good scout scouted out for you, then maybe you won't have to fight everything. But the looks of you all, I think you're itching for a fight. I know this one is, and she points over at Naris. Well, I I really do appreciate your um your boldness and your bravado. Um, and anything that you could tell us would be really appreciated. But um, unfortunately, we cannot let go of Neris in exchange for you. However, we can't keep you from following us. I can make that happen if you want it to, Adia. So you're not paying me, so no information. You're not paying me, so I'm not going to come help you. And this one just threatened me. And though I could probably take her out and not even break a sweat, I'm just going to go now because you're just like my last crew, and they all got killed. So ah, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have some information. I have some coin. How can we uh, settle this? So what do you want to know? Well, well, you clearly, you, you clearly must have some information for us. So, um, I would like to hear that. Uh, why don't you give me, um, um, I'll put one silver out. What will this buy me? She looks at your silver and she looks at you and says, I, I don't see any silver. Really? A blind scout. How classy. I, I don't see any silver, and, and, and really, I'd be looking for gold. I don't see any gold either. Hi, Davos. Nera sees Davos sitting sternly, staring off, and just turns back to Ari and huffs. <laughs> Okay, okay, but here's the thing. So I need to know that what I'm buying is legitimate. So how do I know that without a little, a little snack? She says, okay, all right, so give me a, give me a before snack. you get, before you even get insulting, I'll tell you what I know. I know that my crew has worked the frontier. My crew has worked some of the uh, of the towns between here and Mitre Town, my crew has worked Ashenbrook and the mines, uh, like, and we worked a little bit into the frontier by the mountains there, and that was it. That got my crew killed. I escaped, so that's where you're going. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to follow you. I wouldn't want to go there. I don't know how much your contract pays or what you're doing up there, but. I'm going to give you this information for free. I never give information for free. You go up there, you're going to die like my crew. And with that, I will see you later. So, Devo says, you've been to the frontier. So, how about you don't give information for free? I'll pay for it. She ain't got nothing worth paying for if she's a scout and her crew died. Davos, I've, I've already 
Davos is it? Davos? Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to go into your coin purse. You don't need to pay me. I, I've already told you what I know for free, and that's all I know. We went into the into the mountains close to the frontier, and there was enough death and conflict and and angry, angry big things with pig face, pig faces and burly arms and spike clubs that my crew they took a nap forever. So, good luck with that. And then she smiles and then makes her way out of the front door. Udo, Udo would, while that whole conversation was happening, Udo would like to try to um, pickpocket the uh, halfling. Okay, um, go ahead and make me a pickpocket roll. Mom, there's what do you? What did you make of that? Didn't so, do well. Udo, uh, you didn't even, you weren't even able to get close. She had her back to the wall up on the table. She was looking at the group. Um, but Udo, make me an intelligence check. I pass it, but just I think barely. You are... Okay. Uh, so I'm going to send you something privately. All right. What was that audio? What did you make of that? Davos. Yeah, eyes and a mouth. Davos, you should check your belt. Davos checks his belt. The 50 gold from the high marks, the 50 gold you were given to buy supplies, that coin purse has been cut from your belt. Please uh, mark it off the character sheet. She's already gone. She is. I think that. I think that tells us what we need to know. I at least she's truthful. She said nothing for free. Indeed. Rowan, while this is happening, you notice for the first time there is another elf here in the tavern, and she's been staring at you for some time. You've just finally noticed her. Oh. I kept on making secret rolls for you. And you think you recognize her. From where? From Elfhaven. In what context? Um, you think she's a ranger from Elfhaven. You think you probably have crossed paths before. Can I saunter over there? You can. Sauntering is difficult in plate armor. You can certainly walk over there making a fair bit of noise, but yes, you can You can go over there. I'll accept that. Okay. Um, the moment you approach her table, she stands, and you notice she's drinking wine, and she has a bottle, and she beckons for another glass, and she says, greetings, sister, and sits back down, pointing to the chair opposite her for you to sit as well. She's chosen an area in the common room off to the side near the staircase. Um, she's sitting on a table that only has two chairs, sitting by herself, um, clearly positioning herself to watch the exits, although she seems quite at ease. Did she greet me in Elven? She did not. She greets you in common. Hmm. All right. I'll say greetings, friend. 
What brings you to town? She says, point blank, the Badlands. Very blunt. Same. Are you searching yeah. for those who are harming elves? I assumed as much. I, I assumed you'd be sent here for the same mission I was. They never just send one, do they? No. But we should be able to get this done. Are you she, uh, all alone in this adventure? She extends her hand in greeting, um, palm up on the table. Emissarel. Emissarel? Is her name? Yes. Ah. Uh, is this like an elven greeting? Am I supposed to like woogie it or what? <laughs> um, you simply would, would would gently touch her hand. It's it's a more intimate greeting of of two elves, okay. who are who survived the devastation and are helping to rebuild the elven kingdom. Okay, I will do that, and and I will present myself as Rowlin Aberall. Um, she again repeats her name as Emissarial Jest. You recognize the name? It's the name of a of a wood elf family. Um, that was recently, several hundred years ago, um, allowed to... It was elevated into the elven nobility, so she's clearly someone of some station. Wow, so they are sending someone of your class out for a mission like this. Um, she nods. They must really we have new information. intelligence. You have new in information? What's that information? There's a, a dark warrior in the Badlands stirring things up. This dark warrior is pulling all of these tribes to her as followers, as henchmen, and then she's using them to assault both the kingdom. And then somehow she's finding some way into elven lands and she's sending these these goblins and orcs and, and hobgoblins to, to probe and try and penetrate the elven defenses in, in, our, in the Green Oak Forest. That's clear across the kingdom of Vithyr, so either Vithyr is allowing these, this enemy to cross their lands so that they can assault us, or they're getting to us some other way. The fact that Vithyr might allow this warlord to send troops against us to maybe weaken our position is problematic. I hope that isn't the case. Problematic to say the least. Do you think that the Dark Warrior is the person that is killing our elves then? Uh, she said, I think so. All we have is a name. What's the name? I'm going into the Badlands on my own to investigate this and see if I can find more information. Okay. We are too. You're welcome to join us if you would like some backup, but I understand a lot of elves like to battle solitary she, she sort of points to your armor and says uh, I would prefer to move quietly and, and quickly into the Badlands get in, get out, scout, observe pick my battles carefully I, I wouldn't be able to do that with you understandable understandable. but we won't be far from you we will be journeying out there too so if you do need help um, let us know I'll be skirting the mountains north. I, I intend to enter the Badlands from the eastern side, so okay. perhaps I will. Perhaps we will see each other again. Perhaps. I leave here in two days. Okay. Okay. Back to the main group. 
Udo. You notice there is another gnome here. Another gnome? She's on the second story. She's she's sitting up with the nobles. She's looking out over the balcony. She's kind of looking down. She can barely see over the railing. Um, and she seems to be observing everyone. And then she is taking notes in a notebook. So would I be... In fact, she even has to stand on a chair or a stool to be able to see over the railing. And it's almost like she's counting everybody on the first floor. And she's putting little ticks in a notebook. She's almost directly above you. You can kind of see her off to the side. Would I be able to go to the second story with the nobles? You can. It's it's open. It's just the second story is a little more posh and and upscale. So the nobles tend to go up there. There's no segregation here. There's no official sections. It's just nobles like to look down upon the common folk. Okay, so I, I kind of step away from the table and try to make note of, of what it is she's drinking. You can't really see it from down here, like I said. All you can see here is her at the railing, so... Are there multiple bars? Um, no, there's just a main bar on the main floor, although there are serving people who move throughout the facility. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go to the bar, and I'm going to say to the bartender once I get their attention, um, there's a there's a lady gnome upstairs, and uh, you don't happen to know what, what she ordered, do you? So make me a charisma check. Oh, and the name that was given was Nessa, by the way, for the dark warrior who is apparently sending troops against the elves and the kingdom. I pass for the first time a charisma check. So the uh, serving woman sort of bends down and says, What are you? You're a cute little thing, aren't you? Oh. You said, you said, you said gnome? Yes. Are gnomes yes. like you? Yes, yes. Yeah, just like me. You're looking for another gnome? Like a little little child boy? But I'm not a child. I've had some time on this on this land and I've had some adventures, but but yeah, I am looking for someone up up there. So so take my hand little little gnome and and I'll help you find another little gnome. Well, I, I, there's one there, and I just, I, I was just wondering what, what, what she was drinking, and I, I thought maybe I, I'd, I'd get her one too, you know, you know, what, another one. So make me one more charisma check. I <laughs> critically fail. <laughs> she stands up and she says, "Little, little gnome shouldn't drink. You're like children. You can't be drinking." Maybe some milk. Go, go. We'll get you some some warm milk. I, 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 Does that sound good, little milk? No, it doesn't sound good at I, all. I will, I will, I will bring you some warm milk. Ale, ale. I, I love ale. It's, it's, it makes me, it makes me very strong. She puts her hands on her hips and she's like, "Now listen. Now you You're listen. Just a little gnome. You're a little gnome child. You don't get to drink." That's not proper. What, what, what are you? you? You're like an ugly five-year-old. Well, you're like a ugly butt. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, I'm going to have you make me a charisma check at plus eight. On this roll, can Neris hear any of this? Yes. I, I do not. Actually... I do not pass. Oh, you'd have, to, you'd have to get actually a one to pass with your charisma. Yes. So. All right. She looks at you and says, ungrateful little gnome child, and she storms off angry. No milk for you. Uh, Udo makes a, an inappropriate gesture. Neris has seen all of this, by the way. Neris cannot walk over to him and hand him a uh, tabard of ale because uh, the woman has already stormed off. A moment lost. Okay. But it would have been funny, huh? Udo, when you look up, you notice that the gnome is gone. Stupid tall people and their stupid Son children. Oh, you're so cute. Like. Stomp back to the table and sit down. Okay. It is getting late, and people are starting to leave now. Several people are continuing to drink, although um, there's no last call here, but most of the commoners now are heading home. Several of the men and women in arms are moving back into... Uh, are, are, are picking up their gear. They're uh, leaving the, the inns. clear they're going back to the barracks or wherever it is they sleep. Things are winding down in the bar now. You all have keys to your own rooms, and the rooms are nice. Is do I? I don't happen to see the gnome as the bar kind of clears out. You don't. It's clear she's probably staying here. She did not come down the stairs. All of the rooms are on the second floor, and the third floor, but mostly the second floor. All right. I, I take some time to just kind of wander around and just see if I happen to run into. It. To this other gnome. Um, okay, make me a d6 roll, please. A two. So, you don't see the gnome, but you see there's a piece of paper where her table was. It must have come out of her notebook, and she has several things jotted down in gnomish, actually, on piece of paper. Oh, uh, I absolutely read this. Oh, the first line says, um, tall woman in armor, checkmark. Um, well, halfling looks vicious, checkmark. Um, something says, <laughs> clearly a druid, checkmark. Oh, and by the way, only Udo is reading this, by the way. And then it says, ugly gnome, X. Alright, he wads this up and just tosses it off of the, the balcony there and then stomps Wait. back to his room. Out of character. Ugly gnome, X. All the rest of them were check marks. They couldn't find the ugly one. Yeah, she's got the hots for you. Ooh. I don't think that that's the way that he would have interpreted that. <laughs> <laughs> Udo knows what he is, so... Okay. So I'm going to assume you're all going to sleep for the night? Yes. Yep. Damn, okay. I was at the bed. No food remains on the table. Okay, very good. You take all of the food. Um, all right. So obviously the hour is late. Uh, the services begin to shut down. People do stand, tend to stay here and drink throughout the evening, but the number of serving people goes down to one. Um, 
they have to go to the bar to get served. And at this point in time, most of the people have left, gone back to their rooms and they're sleeping. You all have your own room. You all have your own key. There is a lockbox in each of your room for your gear. And you're all convinced this place is quite safe. You've been given rooms that have been reserved for middle class or lesser nobility. So the rooms that you have are, are quite nice. Each has a window. The windows are barred. You feel quite safe sleeping here. Each room has fresh, clean linen. Uh, the beds are goose down, not straw. They're sparing no expense. They're taking very good care of you. Neris wants to check her key against Arya's. Arya, can I see your key for a moment? Sure. Are they cut differently? They are. Go ahead and make me a open locks roll, please. Yee-howdy. Okay, you are convinced that these keys are well-crafted and the locks are well-designed. You have defeated locks of this type in the past, but they are difficult. It would not be a trivial thing to pick either of these locks. Neris hands the key back to Arya. Okay, now I feel better. Okay. So you all sleep? If you feel better, I feel better. With a smile, Neris heads to her room. Gregora, in your room, you find a bowl of fresh apples, a vase full of flowers, and you also find a wrapped gift. None of them have any names on them. None of them, uh, you didn't ask for any of this. <clears throat> but these things were left in your room. In fact, right in front of your room. Not in your room. Your room was locked. I'm going to make... Gorgora makes a strange face and then goes to the gift and opens it. <coughs> so the gift looks like it's a wooden necklace. Um, it's basically a bunch of wooden beads on a chunk of rawhide. And then someone has carved what looks to be a likeness of you. Although it's pretty basic. Um, and yeah, it's clearly intended to be you on a necklace for you to wear. Do I see this? You see Gregora opening up a gift standing in front of uh, a vase of flowers and a bowl of apples. Um, and you do see the wooden necklace. But yeah, you're you're down the hallway going into your own room. Which well, actually, you're down the hallway talking with with Neris right now. But what do I make of the necklace? Uh, maybe an intelligence check. Four. I'm. It was clearly made by someone with very little skill, who likely idolizes Gregora. And to be fair, Gregora is very beautiful, and she has a natural magnetism about her. In fact, anybody who sees her or meets her just wants to be her friend almost immediately. Certainly after she speaks. Now, she's also a paladin and can be a little self-righteous, but generally speaking, Gregora is a very compelling individual. Someone must have observed her down below, maybe three different someones, and they found out where her room was somehow and left her gifts. Uh, 
Neris, I do believe Gagora has um, an admirer, maybe a couple. This could prove problematic. Aye, well, if it's anything like Lucia said, the farther north we head, I reckon they'll die off. Perhaps, literally. Gregor just shakes her head and brings everything in and goes to her room. Okay. There is... knife close. There is a letter under your door the moment you open it. There's a piece of parchment there that's something scribbled on it and has been folded over and pushed under the door. Gregora? I open it. So there's actually two when you open it. One had slid into the first one. The first one says, please find my daughter. And it's signed, uh, what was his name? It's signed by the guy who had the daughter for you to find. Uh, I can go back in the notes. Cheney had, had, was looking for his daughter, Lisa. Um, and he, he signs it, Cheney of Derbyshire, and um, it's he gives contact information for where he's going to be in Derbyshire. He's apparently going to be heading home. Um, the second one is far more crude and far more common. In fact, the person who wrote it probably doesn't really know how to write very well. It says, pretty love you. Although pretty is spelled wrong, and the word Y-O-U is a big letter U. And it actually is written over the word love, which is L-U-V. Okay. And did the Cheney... Did he mention his daughter's name? Lisa. Lisa. Did she mention... Did he mention where she went to? He wasn't sure if it was north of Northbridge or going to be north of your current location towards the Frontier Farms. He wasn't sure. All he knows is that there was a merchant guild merchant who apparently she eloped with. And she knew he wouldn't approve, so she never told him anything about this man. Okay. I want to put everything in my bag. Okay, very good. So you all go to sleep for the night. Dawn breaks and the smell of fresh horse dung wakes you. Looking down from your rooms, on the second floor, you can see your escort has already assembled in the square below the inn. There are four knights in silver armor, with one squire and several men and women at arms each. They're flying full church pomp and regalia, with symbols and banners of vith fluttering easily in the morning breeze. They are mounted, and additional horses have been prepared for the rest of you. Gregora, your horse Tico is down below, saddled and ready to go. A pair of hunting hounds follows one of the knights obediently, clearly well trained. This small army has been assembled to see your group safely north to the kingdom frontier, at which point you will all be on your own, as they will then return to church lands. If you recall from the evening before, evening pre prior, you were all given five, uh, sorry, uh, a coin pouch of 50 gold apiece, and you all have 50 gold via a writ of coin waiting for you at the shops here at the Crossroads Inn. The shops aren't in the inn itself, they're in the surrounding town, which is also simply called the Crossroads Inn, but the shops are open to you and the shopkeepers are expecting you. 
Um, out of character, do you think uh, we can do the shopping throughout the week, or do you want to do that online? We'll do it as part of the, the narrative, because you're probably not going to be shopping for very much. Okay. What provisions do we already see loaded onto horses? So there are several carts with the horses. They have several pack animals pulling the carts. It's clear that there is a substantial amount of, of stuff going north with you. They clearly already have food. They have water. They have uh, appropriate uh, materials to maintain their weapons and armor. There are several large tents in the wagons as well. This is a full, this is a full combat group ready to move. Neris perks up seeing the uh, more or less entourage to head north, knowing that uh, they picked a good contract to take. Are there any shops that sell just nice things? Perhaps bouquets of flowers. Perhaps, but... So, there are. <laughs> there are. There are many things here in, in the Crossroads Inn. Um, as you head down to the main floor and you leave the inn with all of your gear um, as a group, um, you notice that there is a woman waiting for you just outside the main gate to the actual inn proper that leads to the main part of town. And she introduces herself as Belial... And she says she is the Crossroads Inn Quartermaster. She points to the inn behind you and that she can help you with anything you might need to acquire for your journey. She says the silver scales there, they're going to wait two hours and they're going to head out. You got two hours to get what you need. So you can deal through me. You can deal directly with the shops. Are there, Very uh, well. Are there uh, shops that sell magical items? She looks at you and says, what are you talking about? Scrolls, like, like, like dice to cheat, and you can get scrolls. Yeah, what do you want to do? Like, announce a birthday party? I do. Get you Maybe. I, I don't know. There's, there's so many options. <sighs> Fine. She writes down parchment scrolls. She's like leather or bone case. Bone, bone. All right. Uh, do they like have a fancy one? Gold. Maybe. Ten gold. She writes it down. What about a nice, Anything just else? a nice, like a, a cloak that befitting of someone of my station? She looks at you. Make me a charisma check. She's like, all right, rag cloak. But one silver. That's not. You know what? Never mind the cloak. I'll figure it out myself. And he just wanders off towards the shops. Davos asks if they have any play, any small, uh, small silver mirrors that are about the size of your palm. She nods. How many? I need four of them. I'll be twenty gold. Very well. And some iron rations. She's asking for the gold. I hand her. 20 gold. Well, there, the uh, the shop should have writs of writs of coins. Using, using your writ, very good. 
Understood. There was, a, there was a halfling who uh, who stole my coin purse last night. Called herself uh, Lee... Oh, shoot. I forgot her name. Lucia. Anyway, Lucia. spits out. So Belia just goes, yeah, I heard that before, whatever. You've got a writ. It's not your money, so... Yeah, my prices are high and the shops are going to charge you more here because you're not spending your own money, so whatever. To justice on my own, then later, after I get back. Very well. I do need. Uh, a pinch. Uh, forgot, go ahead and move to somebody else. Okay. Yes. Oh, go. Gregor. Yes. Question Do we have. So what we what we have already on our character sheets is that sufficient starting materials for the journey yes okay but if you want something in addition because you have plans for your characters that I did not anticipate because these are your characters now they're pregens but I did all basic stuff for you all then this is your chance to actually fully outfit your characters so if everybody wants a 10 foot pole can a 10 foot pole that would be silly but hey whatever have fun I also will need a uh, four small pieces of iron straight pieces of iron and a uh, small amount of incense probably enough for two burnings Okay, she writes all this stuff down. Another gold or two, that's fine. From the Ritz. Eris. Glass cutter. She looks here and says, I don't know what that is. What? Small knife. About as big as that man's thumb. And uh, Neris points to Devos. She's like, okay, I can get you a small knife. Writes it down. Dice. Magic dice. Took you loaded dice. One could call him that. Nara says with a smile. All right, she's like hollow knuckle bones. Writes it down. That's all I need. I reckon they'll have lanterns in the carts. If not, we're on a journey with fools. She looks at Rollin and she says, I have no idea what an elf would need. Don't get many elves around here. I have need of quite a few things. Speak. Um, and she begins to write down. Okay. I'm looking for almost like makeup to put on my face. Um, chalk, soot, Vermilion, things like that. Do you have these? Yes. Try to down. Okay. Um, I need to acquire holy water. I think I can probably get that. I can probably do that myself, right, DM? No. The creation of holy water is very difficult, actually. 
Um, and you wouldn't be able to get holy water for your religion, but you could get it for a different religion. Is that useful? It is, although relying on it overly much might cost you with your own faith. Hmm. If you were, for example, say you got holy water from the Church of Vith and you just used that um, and nothing else, that would be... It's counter to what you believe, although you do believe Vith is real and is a, is a, is a god in the lands. Um, it's not the faith that you personally aspire or believe in, so... But yes, you could get holy water if you don't care where, what it's from. Yeah, as long as it's not super pricey or something. Well, um, it's not cheap. Okay, maybe not then, because if it's not really going to help much, it might not be useful. Well, it would certainly help, but... Okay. Well, I'll Each vial of holy water is mm-hmm. 30 gold pieces. Jesus, no thank you. Okay, no. You have 100, you have 100 gold, so you could get three of them. Oh, I have 100? Oh, yeah. Well... Well, let me. I have like a whole list, though, so I don't know. I need powdered brass, incense, sulfur. I also need a mirror or two and iron. I also need mercury. Trying to be prepared here. She has everything but the mercury, and it'll come close to 100 gold. Okay. I think that will be good for now, then. Okay. That includes three vials of holy water. Okay, and um, do you have any? Do you have any like food? Um, or I can probably get that from here. I just need some garlic for free, right? Um, yeah, she'll throw in some garlic. Not a problem. Okay, great. Okay, that's all of your funds, though. Aria, yeah. she looks at you. I, and- I can share oh. my writ. Ain't no need to make us spend a gold. Okay, so you're going to use the writ then, and okay. Uh, so then, then you still have your 50, 50 gold coins, although, do you really want to be carrying five pounds of gold on your adventure? Uh, yeah. Okay, me? then, yes. I mean, it might be used to ha- useful to have some. I don't have any on my character sheet right now, Uda so... definitely does. He's all yeah. about the money. Okay. Um, then, then you've used Neris's writ. Um, and she's helped you acquire this gear, and you haven't spent your 50 coins. Udo does need to go to some shops. He's not going to talk to this person anymore. Yep. Would come back there be a, per- a tailor that could make a broad belt for a halfling? Uh, she says, I actually have something you can use, although it's... Is it okay if it's spiked? Thinking more for storage, less for armor. I have this. Nerys gestures to her fine elven armor. Should I need protection, but, uh... You had a great point of, uh, not carrying too much gold around. I'm thinking something less flashy to carry it in, and preferably less jingly. She nods. I'll get you something. She writes down one large dog collar. (sighs) And while you're at the tailor, if they have any scraps of white cloth, that would be very useful for me as well. Okay, she adds that down, throws it in for free. Thanks, that's it. She gets to Neris. Or it's not Neris, I'm sorry. Um, she gets to Arya. Arya, make me a charisma check, please. D20. Two. She looks at you, Arya, and she says, and she also looks over at Gregora and says, Now you two ladies, 
You two ladies, I'll cut you guys a discount. I just, I like the look of you both. And she winks. You first, you first. Um, Frey, is it? Um, do you need some little pots? Do you need some trees? Do you, do you need little furry friends? Oh, you have furry friends? Oh, there's rats everywhere. I could probably find you one. What, what else? Uh, uh, tell me some things that might interest me. Well, I don't know. You're clearly a, a cleric of Frey. I, I've got herbs and I've got mushrooms and, and there's all kinds of... I mean, Belladonna. You tell me, what does a cleric of Frey need? You need a better cloak? I reckon she could use some additional gathering pouches. Thank you. Yes, I'll take some of those. Okay, pouches. She's like, there is a falconer here. I can, I can get you a hawk. A hawk? You could get me a hawk. Yeah, it's expensive though. They normally go for fifty gold, but I can maybe do forty. else candles lanterns uh, would you like a, a guard dog instead of a hawk you're already getting a collar I don't think you need the dog to go with it Neris snarks cow yeah, the, the hawk will do Chicken? fine oh, okay um yeah maybe a couple candles okay Write that down. Um, I'll need food for the hawk. No, the hawk can make its own, grab its own food. But I should have something, maybe a little something for the hawk. She nods. She says, "I'll." Uh, Won't you need an? I'll throw, some, uh, I'll, I'll throw in some songbirds. Won't you also need something to hold it with? A falconer's gauntlet or something. Ooh. Aria, you could you could get him a hat. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing that? We roll up and the falcon has a hat. Belia points to to Aria and says, "But cleric of Frey, right? I see the symbol. So can't you just command the animal, or do you want do you want uh, the a falconer's hood and uh, the gloves?" She writes it down. Falconer's hood yeah. and gloves, yes. shaking her head. Yes. Anything else? I'll also need a small vial of mercury and a small vial of sulfur and some garlic. Sulfur and garlic I can do. I don't have mercury. None of the shops here do. Very well. Well, okay. can you also uh, put, give me some felt? Just, just a bit of felt. Make me a charisma check at plus four. Oh, really? Where's my... 
You can also roll physical dice, I trust you all. So if that's faster. She looks so like she says, now, now listen, I will get you your felt. I've put it on the list, but I'm talking to this nice young lady over here right now. You had your turn, so you will just wait, please. That's the rule. You priests of it like rules. Now, Arya, was it? Was there anything else aside from the hawk and the hood and the glove and the belladonna and the wolfsbane and the pouches and the candles and... Um, how about, um, some bandages and some first aid items? She nods. Write it down. She, needs, she begins to tabulate. She's like, this is getting up there. This is going to be about 75 gold. You're going into your writ. Yep, that's... I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for your time and uh, and for um, taking mm -hmm. care of me. I appreciate it. Alright, very good. And just for sake of, of the game, I'm going to assume that everybody spent the mornings memorizing their spells again if they needed to, praying for new spells, if they cast any spells. Everything on your sheet you had from the day before, so there's no need to repray or relearn for those. You still can those carry over. But if you want to make any changes, just go note it on your sheet. So I say that because um, Cognac asked me in private chat, so I'm just clarifying that for all the players. Okay, very good. Now that... Aria is complete. She turns over and she smiles at Gregora and says, Now, Miss Knight, or Lady Knight, is it Lady Knight or Miss Knight? What, what, what do I call you? Uh, I'll go with Lady Knight. What is it that you need? Uh, I am at your service. She gives you a huge smile. I honestly don't need much. Just a 50-foot rope and maybe a couple bottles of wine for my companions for the road she nods and she's like and, and for your fine horse anything for for your horse surprise me she nods and she writes down felt padding for the saddle and then she writes down extra rope and extra oats and she's writing out a whole bunch of stuff she says I, I've just used not too English. much I've used your kingdom writ, but it'll be worth it. Gregora, is it? Gregora? Yes. You, you can rely upon me, and when you come back, you come see me, and when you have all that adventuring loot that you need to tithe to your church and spend on, on things to help you help the kingdom, I, I am your woman. I will help you do that all. Thank you. You're very kind. All right. At this point, we're going to go to Udo now. And Udo, uh, there are several shops here. What specifically are you looking for? Uh, specifically, Udo needs some some colored sand. He needs some um, some phosphorus or wor uh, worthwood or glowworm. Um, he needs some crystal or glass or mica, and he needs some split dyed peas or split dried peas. <laughs> so the the dried peas are no problem. Um, you go to some of the farming areas and, and, and some of the 
merchants who sell wares and and they actually have stuff stored for the winter although winter's a long time away you're able to get that for almost no cost some of the silver you have covers that easily um, they don't have colored sand they have um, various spices that are different colors you could mix with sand and when you talk to some people they blow you off it's difficult to figure this out but eventually you you let them know that you have a 50 gold writ from the kingdom that you're authorized to spend and who you are and once you're able to spend money and it's clear that you have money to spend these people open up and you're able to get sand that is colored but it's colored with spice so it kind of smells strange uh, the red is spicy and and the yellow is i don't know you know cooking far better than I do, so you'll have to just make that up in roleplay. But your colored sand is colored because of food spice mixed in with it. Uh, bits of glass are no problem. There is a glass blower in town, although uh, his stuff is very expensive. It costs you a gold for um, several bits of glass that are left over from some glass blowing. And the rest of his stuff is all doable for well with well under what the writ provides you for that 50 gold. Perfect. Um, what about the phosphorus, Worthwood, or Glowworm? The phosphorus, the phosphorus, yes. Witchwood, yes. Glowworm, no. They, they don't really. They wouldn't have a glowworm just hanging about. All right. So phosphorus, uh, then. I need some of that. Yes. Okay. They they have that. And you're actually getting that from an apothecary, and there's one here, and and. They kind of ask you what you need it for, but then they look at you and just, they just shrug and, and they provide it. They don't have a lot. You've got three small vials of it. Okay. Um, I, while I'm kind of around, um, I just kind of inquire if there, anyone has anything that might make me a little more attractive. So, okay, make me a d6 roll. All right, there is a merchant named Fanny, and Fanny sells... Fanny's actually providing some, some stuff to uh, Rowan as well, but Fanny sells makeup, um, including wigs, and um, all kinds of rouges, and different colorings for skin, and everything from fancy silk to uh, different colored cloth. Uh, Fanny is willing to give you a bit of a makeover if you like. Fanny, do you have a mask? Fanny <laughs> shakes her head no. She, she doesn't. He, he sighs. <laughs> can you make but, can but you just says, try to make I, me I, beautiful? I've done I've done really good work for the nobles here. So Well how long will right, it so, last? Will it last just until a, the next rain? It'll last you all day. Hold oh gee. I got I've been living with this face my whole life. Last you all day. It's it's. And I can even show you how to do it yourself. Oh, I can't do it. I got other things I gotta do every day. I just, I was hoping maybe you had like a, I don't know, a porcelain mask or something. She shakes her head no, but I, I can fill in those pock marks and I can fill in those lines and I can I can trim your eyebrows and I can. I can pluck the crud out of your ears, and I can put some rouge on your cheeks and some some lip red on, and uh, I can comb your hair, and we can get you some better clothes clothes for sure. Oh no no no! He he goes back to the glass blower. 
Okay. <laughs> and he asks yeah, he's the... quite upset he didn't, that you didn't buy any kind of stuff. Yeah. He asks the glassblower if they can make a, a mask for him. Out of beautiful uh, uh beautiful glass. Glassblower looks at him and says, If I had a mold maybe. How long you got? I got like two hours. Like nope. Have somebody carve the mold, I'll throw the glass on it, and it'll it, it'll be what it is, but that might work for you. Well that's kinda strange. But you gnomes can do what you gnomes do, I'm not gonna judge. Alright, do you know where I can find some, some he whispers to him, do you know where I can find some healing potions? He looks at you and says you can get like the apothecary has like elixirs that'll, you know, keep you from getting bald and and and, and keep you up at night and and keep you up if that's what you're looking for, a little gnome. But not sure, not sure what you're looking for. All right, he runs back to the apothecary. Okay, Arlu, the apothecary, sees you come back. He's like, "Oh, hello. Oh, hi." Uh, I, I just wondered if if you um, if there were any well we're going to a kind of a place that it's not it's not going to be a nice place and I some somebody's going to get hurt at some point and I you know I was kind of hoping maybe I could get something that would help them maybe it's going to be me I don't know but I I, I just want to make sure that we're going to be okay. Arlu turns around and and comes back with an armful of what looks like clean linen strips. You got anything that's a little, you know, works a little faster, if you know what I mean? Raises his finger and says, yes, one minute. Comes back and has a box full of vials. And he says, this one here is if you catch cold, you drink it. This one here is if you got toe rot, you put it on your toe rot. You don't drink this one or or you'll smell like garlic for a year. This one here is if you've got a hangnail that's infected, you soak your finger in it. And he goes through a bunch of folk remedies. There are six vials in total. All seem questionable. Dubious, questionable, yeah. Um, are, are, are they packaged in a fancy way at all? There's a box of six of them, and the, the box clearly has a lid. And the vials are kept in they're with wadding, so yeah, absolutely. So it's, it, oh, maybe it appeals to it appeals to um, to Udo, and and that it's kind of a fancy thing. Yeah, he'll he'll buy this, and the bandages. Okay. <laughs> um, so you've got twenty bandages, uh, and then you have a, a box of six vials of folk remedies, and I will have to come up with all of these remedies because I did not prepare for this. So I will let you know what they all are. But keep in mind, they're dubious. I'll still give you a list of all six. Okay. Anything else for Udo? Um, not unless he saw like a, a nice cloak somewhere, just like a like a beautiful cloak that might fit him. Most of the cloaks here are simple leather, um, you know, oiled to, to keep the rain off. Nothing any better than what you already have. Nope, and he's he's gonna go back. He's gonna try to try to make friends with his horse, I guess. <laughs> All right. 
So I'm going to assume you're all back at the Crossroads Inn? Yep. Okay. Very good. So we're going to end this really quick. Uh, I'm going to do a, a little brief thing here, and then we're going to call it for the night. So you head back to the Crossroads Inn, and uh, the Silver Scales Quartermaster has gathered supplies for the group, and the squires move officially among you, passing out the assorted gear. Everyone is given a vial of holy water, blessed by a high priest of Vith a potion of healing, and a special elixir said to cure almost any poison. These are gifts from the Church of Vith to aid you on your journey. Squires also offer the group a heavy repeating crossbow with 12 barbed steel crossbow bolts. Each of you are assured there are enough rations, water, and supplies on the pack horses to ensure a safe journey. As they are showing you this crossbow, one of the squires, named Bethad, demos it by firing three bolts in quick succession into a nearby hitching post. The squire, she has excellent aim and she's able to hit the post every single time with every shot. And the mechanism of this allows for three bolts to be fired in a single combat round. This is a heavy crossbow. The mechanism is quite complex. In fact, Udo, you'd almost think it's gnomish in the degree of complexity that you see. Um, the squires demand some of the uh, soldiers that are supporting the group dig out the crossbow bolts and they curse and they complain about having to do so. But uh, the squire says, who wants the crossbow? Looking at the group. I'd be guessing this is a uh, human-sized crossbow. Yeah, it's about the size of you. I'll take it. Okay. 12 crossbow bull. You now have a heavy repeating crossbow. Don't forget you all have a healing potion and a potion for poison as well. The leader of this group is named Sir Donovan Isaacs. He is the knight in charge of this group, and he asks you all if you're ready to leave. Okay, he, in, he introduces himself and he looks at Davos and says, Davos, clearly Davos, he knows you, although you don't recognize him, or it could simply be that he's deferring to you or offering you the respect that is due your station as a cleric of Vith. He indicates that he is a knight captain in the Silver Scales and these knights and soldiers at arms are sworn into his service and they will see you safely north. Horses have been provided and uh, they will be escorting you out of the town now. So any other questions before we end for the night? We're going to stop right there. What were the three vials that we are, were given? You were given... Holy water, healing potion, and poison cure. Yep. Well, po a potion for poison. I don't know if it'll cure. Yep. So I'll, I'll be a little quick with this, just so you're clear. The potions of healing can be... Um, and the poison can either be drunk for instant effect or applied to wounds via a salve, in which case the healing effect takes a minute or so. The elixir versus poison can reverse death caused by a poison attack if taken within one minute of said death by poisoning. It will also reduce poison damage to half and acts as proof against a single future poison attack for up to six hours after it's drank. So it's clear these have been specifically designed for your journey north, and these have been requested for you by the Knights of the Silver Scales. 
giving you some idea as to just how awful your journey north will be. All right. So we're going to end there. I know some of you are tired, want to log off. Thank you all. That was um, the first chapter. We got through it in the single session. So that's kind of cool. That's it for the World of Cloth Players podcast. Please tune in for more of our live play sessions. <laughs>